Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the newest episode of the Tuesday Touchback here on the Fistful of Cash podcast. I am your host, Dale Lippin, and here with my co-host, Soup. What's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. Um, first episode recorded in the uh, the new house. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, <clears throat> for those of you guys listening that don't know me, uh, my wife and I just bought a new house. This is the first episode I'm recording in it. Uh, just sitting here watching the Monday night game. I'm excited for this episode. As you alluded to on the last Tuesday touchback, I like to cover stuff that we won on and, uh, we won a lot this weekend. So <laughs> I know yeah, we've we got did. a lot to get to. This was a great, great weekend as far as football goes, um, Bellator bit us in the ass a little bit, but you know, you're going to have weekends like that, but all in all, uh, seven, two and one on the weekend. You cannot beat that. How many units did we finish up? Uh, plus, plus eight. Plus a, eight units. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we should say, you know, well, you're in a new house, so shout out Patreon supporters, shout out, uh, winning picks then for the new house. <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> let's go let's go with that no um it was a fantastic weekend for us um so let's make a uh let's make a betting sandwich here let's let's start out real quick two fights we got wrong bellator um and then we'll hit everything we hit in the middle and then we'll end with some khabib and connor talk you cool with that yeah it works for me all right cool so i mean nothing re- there's not really a whole lot to touch on as far as these first two fights. Um, the one thing I've noticed, and you know, I don't know, there's not statistical data that I'm privy to, to to back it up, but it's something you and I have spoken about, is that it seems to be that in Bellator, the favorites are the favorites and the dogs are dogs for reasons. Um, there's, I don't know, the, the, the way you expect things to level out in the way that you see sometimes on some UFC cards where like, I, you know, advise people to basically for the most part, avoid them like the Brazilian cards or the ones that they do in Poland where everything's just like dead, even and the pickums are actually pick them fights. Um, you know, you got a guy with five fights under his, you know, to his name with Aaron Pico taking on a guy with 20 plus fights who just fought for a title and Pico just went out there and just absolutely melted this guy. That's not anything. That's not to take anything away from uh, Leander Higo, but uh, Aaron Pico looked like an absolute world destroyer, and every bit what Bellator wants and expects him to be. Did you get a chance to see that fight or no? I did not. Um, Saturday night, uh, <clears throat> I was tuned into the Oregon Cal game. Um, right. So I was I was watching that. I'm a big Justin Herbert fan, so I didn't want to miss that. It was a big. Uh, big game for them coming off a big win. So, or a big loss. I did not want to miss to see how he bounced back. So I did not get to see the, uh, the Bellator fights. Yeah. The second one that, that again was another one and you real quick, the, the Higo Pico fight was, um, that was a Patreon pick and that was on there. And I, I wrote it in the breakdown that, that, that you get whenever you are a supporter of ours on Patreon weekly, you'll get written breakdowns of our additional plays that we're offering, which is five additional plays a week. Um, you know, one monthly subscription fee of $10 will get you five extra picks each week. So, you know, that's only a one-time charge. So 10 bucks for the whole month. But anyway, that, that pick was part of the Patreon picks. And I put it in the breakdown that I didn't necessarily, I wasn't overly confident and he goes ability to win that fight, but the value in which he was coming in, and I think it was like plus 345 or something like that. I thought he had a more, he had a fairer chance than that line was giving him. Um, and I, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, well, it's not for whatever reason, the line is what it is. And it was that way for a reason. And I mean, the guy got dusted. So, you know, that that's a loss that, 
you know, I recommended people play just based solely off of the value for it, but it wasn't, uh, I put on there that was pretty optional. The other one though, was a show pick that we had. And it was one that sort of took you and I both by surprise, not so much who that gay guard Musasi won, but how dominant he was. Um, he came out, he used the jab, he hit Rory in his nose. He took him out of his game and just, it was, it was so lopsided. It was, it really didn't even look competitive. Um, and it didn't come across as competitive, you know, gay guard was untouched, uh, and Rory was, you know, busted up as all, as all get out. So that fight was way more one-sided than I thought it was going to be. The line had Rory at plus two twenty, And, uh, again, you know, odds makers had that one, right. I thought there was some value there. I thought Rory was going to come out and put on a show, but gay guard looked about three weight classes too big for him. And his jab was an absolute laser and it just, it caused, it caused too much trouble, did too much damage too early. So, uh, you know, hand up on that one, my bad. I, I got both of those wrong. I fully intend to redeem myself this upcoming weekend. Uh, those of you who have been listening to us since day one, you know uh, that these losing weekends as far as MMA goes are few and far between whenever I'm picking fights. So uh, I'm in a big bounce back spot going into the biggest card uh, of the year, if not of like the last five years. So. Short of UFC 200. I think UFC 200 was probably bigger. So outside of that, let's get into some winning stuff. Uh, some three-unit plays that we had on Patreon. So two, get, two of the college football games that we had on Patreon that we suggested be three-unit plays. Why don't you take us into that, So Break some of these down <clears throat> for us, man. All right, we'll start with the local team in Pitt. Um, they had to go on the road and play against the defending national champions and uh, the UCF Knights um, pit their second half woes have continued. They now have 14 total points in the second half of the five games that they've played. Um, not that they were even in this game in the first half. It was 31 to seven at half um, a big pick six that got called back for Pitt. I've heard a lot of, you know, local guys that I'm friends with. Oh, that was a momentum swing, blah, blah, blah. No. Um, Mackenzie Milton, UFC's quarterback, absolutely torched that secondary. Threw for 325 yards and four touchdowns. Um, ran for 10 yards or ran 10 times for 50 yards and two touchdowns. So the quarterback alone accounted for six touchdowns uh, through the area and ground. Uh UCF's offense is just way too high-powered. Pitt has really nothing offensively for them. Quadriolison's okay, and Kenny Pickett is a run-first quarterback, and he got shut down. He had like 10 carries for negative seven yards or something like that. So he got beat yeah, up. Bad. He got beat up as soon as the ball hit his hands. Um, this was just – the thir- we, it was 13.5 points. We we set a three-unit play on them to cover that. Um the line was just so low for the past, you know, if we're going to go off just this season, just even these four games that each team has played, the line was so low. Um, UCF is leaps and bounds a better talent than Pitt. And it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even close from the get go. They jumped out to a 14, nothing lead and never looked back. Yeah, I mean, that was one of those games, too. I mean, and I think you and I had even talked about it off channel, too, where that line came out and we were both sort of just like scratching our head, like, how? Thir- 13 and a half? Yeah, it's screamed. It, it almost screamed. It like didn't make crap. any sense to me. Like, right. Like, they knew something that I didn't. And I'm, I, there was no way that I wasn't taking UCF to cover in this game. I've, you know, I live in Pittsburgh, I get all the pit games, they're on local TV. I watch any college football game I get the chance to watch. So I've watched all of the pit games this year. I watched them blow a 10 point lead against North Carolina. Um, I watched them. They look good against Georgia tech, but then again, Georgia tech doesn't throw the ball Pitt's secondary is the weakness. So when you go up against a quarterback like Mackenzie Milton, you're going to get absolutely torched. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, when we, when the, the lines come out and we, you know, we, we sit down, and right about now, uh, starting tomorrow is when we'll really sit down and start looking at the schedule and see what's coming up, you know, and looking for these values. That's 
when something like that comes out, you know, it's almost like you want to do like an emergency podcast release or something like that. And let people know like, Hey, you know, somebody may have made a mistake here. If you can find this, you need to get on it. Cause that was, that was weird to me, but I'm glad it stayed uh, what it did. And I'm glad we played it and recommended the play that we did. I mean, that's a, that's a three unit hit. That's, that's a big one, but it wasn't our only three unit hit of the weekend. We had another one. Yes. Why don't you tell us about that? Um, the other one was Virginia Tech versus Duke. We took under 50 and a half. Um, so the thought process going into this was Duke, uh, top 15 defense in the nation. Virginia Tech just got upset by Old Dominion. Going to be a big bounce back for them. The defense is going to come out. They're going to be hard charging. They're going to be ready to hit people. Both teams were expected to start backup quarterbacks. Um, Virginia Tech stuck with that plan and Duke ended up playing their starting quarterback who broke his clavicle three weeks ago, uh, Daniel Jones. Um, when I saw the announcement, I was like, oh crap, you know, Duke's playing their starting quarterback. Daniel Jones is a good quarterback you know, this under might be in some trouble. Thank goodness they started him. Three weeks off a broken clavicle, this guy couldn't hit wide open receivers five yards in front of him. Um, yeah. You know, he went like 23 for 35. But on those 12 that he missed, I'm telling these were wide open guys. I watched this game from start to finish. And Duke's defense got beat up. They really did. Um, Virginia Tech's defense made a statement. In the first half, the under was not looking promising. Um, at one point, I think there were 24 points scored with like 10 minutes left to go in the second quarter. But uh, the second half, that's why you play four quarters. Second half came back down to earth. You know, good defenses, average quarterback play. The under ended up hitting. I think the total was 31 to 14. So the total was 45. So we hit that under by six points. Yeah, it was good. Um, I'm with you. It, it, it almost looked like, well, I mean, obviously with a, with a broken clavicle, you can't throw the way you normally do, but his, the whole mechanics of everything that he was doing just seemed completely off. Um, in the same way that like, if you, you know, you roll your ankle, but you still got to go to work, you, you know, anytime you're trying to do anything through injury or through pain and it's at a point where it doesn't necessarily hurt anymore, but you're afraid to aggravate it your body compensates in weird ways. And that, um, that under, like you said, appeared to be in jeopardy for a little bit, but turned out in our favor for sure. So that was a, uh, that was a big hit as well. Another one that we, we nailed dead on the money uh, that is near and dear to my heart because of where I'm living at is the Syracuse Clemson game. And man, if Q's didn't go down and, take it to them and almost pull off a big old upset again. Yeah, they Syracuse wasn't supposed to win this game, but boy, did they blow it. Um, they had this game in hand. They really did. Um, Eric Dungy was not excellent through the air by any means. Um, even on the ground, he struggled on the ground, but he was able to pound in two short touchdowns and the big story, um, I know that this whole game could have been different if Trevor Lawrence doesn't get the concussion. But football's a bitch, man. Guys get hurt. That is a physical game. We've lost plays um, on guys getting hurt, like Aaron Rodgers in week one. Um, that yep. was a big unit play that we recommended. Aaron Rodgers goes down. They ended up winning the game, but they didn't cover, which they would have if he doesn't get hurt. But that's the thing about football, man. You just you never know what's going to happen. Kelly Bryant leaving um, really bit Clemson in the ass. Well, I guess almost did. As far as the standings go, it's going to affect them because a four-point win over Syracuse, um, you're going to drop some spots, especially with Ohio State beating Penn State. Notre Dame absolutely shellacking Stanford. Um, so Clemson is going to drop some spots in the rankings. They ended up pulling out the win, but the line was plus 25 and a half. And the final score is 27-23, so not even close to covering. Um, that was that was the first game of the day for us. And I know I was working early Saturday afternoon, and I checked. Um, I checked the halftime score and saw that Syracuse was up 16-7. And 
and uh, I made sure <clears throat> had the wife record the rest of the game so I can get home and watch the second half. And uh, it was a great game from start to finish. But like I said, Clemson pulled it out, got the win. But uh, yeah, not even close to covering. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two notes on that game. One, Syracuse uniforms, absolute fire. Man, were those things nice looking. That that, that helmet, that like orange pearlescent with like the black. It, man, I just, I, I was really digging on those uniforms. Yes. Um, second thing is too is, you know, Kelly Bryant. You never want. I mean, obviously, at some you know there was some point in time. I'm sure he's even on campus still. Um, him and Trevor Lawrence, you know, probably developed some sort of kindred spirit or whatever. But I don't care who you are as a competitor when you're like him and you don't do anything wrong and you still lose your job because a kid comes in, he's the hot shot, the coach believes in him, and essentially hands you your walking papers there's got to be some little part of you that's kind of happy to see that that happened. Right. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't head injuries. Or- not that, not that he's wishing ill yeah. on him. Hold on a second. Not that he's wishing ill on him because I'm sure that they're friends and you never want, you don't wish ill on people, but in a situation like that, where you'd let the dude walk and he, what, like I said, he, it wasn't because of poor play. Um, you know that you you just tell them all right. Well, best of luck to you. And the, I mean, it's literally the next game. You see, you know, the guy gets hurt. It's almost like if you, you know, you have a an ex that you and them break up, and then the next time you see them, they're with like somebody that's way uglier than you. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, you're doing a lot better for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's no, that's sort of the logic I would imagine. As far as their quarterback goes um i know kelly bryant um he can technically be back on the team um i know as of saturday when trevor lawrence got hurt kelly bryant was still enrolled at clemson um he he graduated um from his undergrad last spring he's still in the student directory as a graduate student so he technically can come back um, when asked uh, how Dabo feels, if he would like Kelly Bryant back, he said, heck yeah, I love that kid. That's a lot That's easier to say whenever you make the decision to bench him and then the true freshman you go with gets a concussion. And don't get me wrong, before the concussion, Trevor Lawrence looked shook. He was conf- you know, He was missing easy throws. He couldn't read the coverages. I don't know if it was nerves or what, but um, – We'll see what happens. There's a lot of rumors of Kelly Bryant transferring to Arkansas. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. I think that's a wasted year going to Arkansas. They are abysmal. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah, there's no way. I don't know how any kid that lives in that tri-state area gets motivated to go to Arkansas unless your parents went there or something like that, or they're paying you under the table. I mean, they're just they're they're they're. It's not even a rebuild. I mean, it's like a tear down. Look at the parts where the where the where's the instruction manual rebuild. You know what I mean? That Arkansas is in dire straits right now as far as programs concerned. Right. Uh, they're they're just not. The hogs are not looking good. Um, all right. So the game you alluded to earlier that you love so much was our last college play that we hit on for the weekend. Oregon. Yes. Walking through, uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing really surprising, man. Um, Oregon was up what twenty-eight to three uh, at one point, and it got twenty-eight ten right before the half. Even scoring in the second half, Oregon ended up winning by eighteen. Uh, Justin Herbert looked great, sixteen for twenty-two, two twenty-five, two touchdowns. Um, the run game was there. Uh, they had like two hundred and fifty yards on the ground. Travis Die. They're uh, they're freshmen and 20 carries for 120 and a touchdown. Um, Cal was undefeated coming into this game, number 24 in the country. Um, But Oregon, like I said, man, a tough loss to Stanford. Um, And they're not – Oregon's no joke. They're a good football team, and they light up the scoreboard. I expected a big bounce back week from their offense, and that's exactly what we got. They won 42-24. to Um, They were minus – 
three when we put out the the podcast on Friday. We said money line. Um, the money line was like a minus one thirty five, so it's really not a big deal. It wasn't a huge difference between the money line and the actual minus one ten for the spread. But uh, yeah, they handled this game easy. They went into Cal, and um, like I said on the episode on Friday. If Oregon gets out to an early lead like they get against they did against Stanford, Cal does not have the Bryce Loves and the KJ Costellos to battle back. And that's exactly what happened. They got up to a big lead and Cal just couldn't catch up. There's only so many times you can stop Oregon's offense from putting points points up. You're not going to stop them four or five drives in a row to get back into the game. And they just that's exactly what happened. They never had the chance to get back. Yeah, I think it was a great call on your part. Um, and, you know, them being in that bounce back position was, uh, you know, all the more motivation that they had to uh, go out and get that W. And they, they met and exceeded all expectations there. So that was a that was a good, good call. Um, and, you know, I mean, we were <laughs> dude going through Saturday. Uh, you know, if you were riding with us and just doing show picks with us, you were like, all right, cool. You know we're 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 off to a decent start for the weekend, but if you if you were Patreon and show, man, you, I mean, you essentially, if you bet everything how we said we were gonna how to play it by Saturday, it was impossible to have a losing weekend. I mean, we were that far ahead. Yeah, so two big plays. It was Saturday just a fantastic set the tone for the entire weekend. Um, we could yeah. finish even as far as record goes, but you know if you go four and four. And the and the slips that you play, but you make five units. Um, I'm cool with that. I mean, if you go one and seven and you make five units, good on you. You made money. That's the important part. That's what we're here for. That's the whole, you know, purpose of you know placing bets. We're here to make money. Yeah. So real, uh, I wanted to do something, and it's something that I've been meaning to do, and I've. I think we've dabbled, you know, with the idea of it and this, you know, these last couple of minutes have sort of got me in the position where I feel like this is a good segue. I was sort of trying to think about a way to segment this in, but I think this is a good, as good a spot as any. And, you know, one of the things that we have sort of talked about at the very beginning when we first started the show, but sort of navigated away from, and that's my fault on this is that, you know, we are, listed as fistful of cash, a sports betting guide. And we pride ourselves as in, you know, be, basically being the everyman, making plays for the everyman sort of situation. And it's been brought to my attention on several occasions that not everybody knows the lingo, the vernacular, you know, the glossary terms, if you will, that we spit out so frequently. Um, so if it's all right with you, Sue, I want to break down a couple terms real quick. Yeah. Okay. So whenever you say money line, what do you mean by money line? So the money line is just a, just a straight up bet. Um, I'm picking, you know, Kansas city to beat Denver as long as they win, you know, win by one, win by 50. It doesn't matter. The money line is I am picking a winner. Okay. So when I'm looking at, when I go to my book, right. And I go in and I find, I find, you know, the Monday night game, right. So we're looking at Kansas city versus Denver. Right. And I see a thing that says one says plus two twenty, The other one says minus one seventy five. What does that mean to me? If I'm, if I don't know what I'm doing, what does that mean to me? Right. So the, the plus two twenty, that's going to be your underdog. Um, that's 2.2 to one on your money. So you make a one unit play in return. If you win that bet, you are going to profit 2.2 units. So it'll be a 3.2 unit kickback. That's including your one unit that you bet. Um, the example, I think you said, my, we'll just go with minus 150. Uh, minus 150, okay. a minus means that is your favorite. Um, so you need to play 1.5 units to make one unit. So if you went out and you played one unit, I think you'd, would you get a kickback of like 0.66? Um, 
So it's just the minus is your is your favorite. The plus is your underdog. The higher the plus, the better odds you get on your money. The higher the minus, the worse odds you get on your money. Gotcha. Okay. That was handled really well. I threw you, I, you know, I, I, I put you on the spot with that one, which I thought, you know, I kind of did on purpose, but also thought it was a good time to do it. So I think maybe on Tuesday episodes, we'll sort of just breeze over a couple terms just to keep people, you know, uh, refreshed and up to speed as to what it is that we're talking about when we're talking about it. You cool that with that? That works for me. All right, cool. So let's get into NFL plays. Um, again, another fantastic weekend. Let's go over some of these real quick. Uh, okay, let's go with the one we didn't necessarily win on, the Seattle game. Right. So this was uh, this just a weird game. Um, I don't even know where to start. So Josh Rosen didn't look terrible, um, which was – Good for him. You know, he got thrown under the gun last week, came out and got his first start. Yes, they lost, but he didn't look absolutely terrible. He did throw a touchdown. Um, David Johnson got a little bit going on the ground, caught a couple balls through the air. One was a big, long 30-yarder. The other two were short, like five-yarders. But, he, and he, you know, he found pay dirt. He got in the end zone. Seattle stayed away from the passing game a lot. Um, Russell Wilson struggled for the most part, only 170 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Chris Carson didn't play, but boy, did Mike Davis. Um, those of you who watch a lot of football will remember Mike Davis from Sam Fran. If you're a college fan, you'll remember Mike Davis. He was a Gamecock, South Carolina, about five years ago. Um, 21 carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns. Um, so Chris Carson. He was battling with Rashad Penny. Mike Davis comes out of nowhere when he gets hurt, takes over, and has the best game for a Seattle running back so far this year. Um, we had Seattle minus three, so the you know winning by at least three points for a push, four points for a win. Um, the Polish Cannon blasted a 52-yarder through as time expired to uh, push on the bet. Seattle won 20 to 17. They're not a good team. Arizona's an even worse team. I thought Russell Wilson would be able to single-handedly win this game, but they actually relied on the run game and the defense more than Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, This was one of the games that we actually felt pretty confident about, and it turned – it just – like you said, it was just weird from start to finish. Um. I, I'm with you. Rosen necessarily didn't look bad, but he didn't look good right. either. It was just like, a, I don't know. He was like a halfway decent fast food meal. You're like, all right, this will do for right now, but you really want something better at some point. So I, I don't know that I'm not sold uh, on what I think Seattle is going to be able to do moving forward for the rest of the year. And I don't necessarily think that this is an indication that Arizona is going to be able to play anybody any better than they already have um, in that. I think that they're destined for a whole lot more losing this year. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I don't have any strong takeaways from this game because it was weird. It didn't go the way we thought. I didn't really nec- I didn't like the pacing of the game. I just didn't like it. It wasn't, it, I don't know. It wasn't an enjoyable game It was your game typical – 405 snooze fest of a football game there there's no better yeah. time to take a nap on sundays than the four o'clock games and if you were unfortunate enough and you don't have sunday ticket and you don't have red zone if you were in you know if you're unfortunate enough to have the seahawks versus the cardinals as your only game on cable television i'm sorry oh. right yeah that was bad um so Moving away from that to a game that was disappointing for an entirely different set of reasons, Steelers-Ravens. Um, classic Steelers-Ravens game, but just, I mean, we hit on the under, which is great because I don't know why anybody puts a Steelers-Ravens game above like 42 points. Um, I don't know why you'd ever want to do that because it's it seems like, you know, since – knee high to a grasshopper. These teams have been playing each other tough 
it very rarely does anybody break the 20 barrier, let alone, I don't know how, where you think the fifties coming from. Um, it was just, you know, it was a game of, of big runs. So there was real lulls in the action, you know, Baltimore came out and just went scorched earth at the very beginning, then sort of fell off. Steelers marched back. Then the second half was all Baltimore all the time. So again, uh, a kind of a weird wonky sort of game, disappointing to watch, especially in a primetime spot really wasn't that entertaining. No, at least no, not any. by any means. Pittsburgh had 19 yards on the ground. Um, Flacco looked so uninterested the entire game. I, I was sitting with a buddy watching the game and we were both laughing every time they showed Joe Flacco. He just looked like he was on, you know, in another world, just staring off into space. Um, Dude, this game could have gotten out of hand really, really, really early. Um, when Baltimore was up 14 to three and Alex Collins got stripped on the about the, the, I don't know, the inch line, that would have been 21 to three. That game would have been over. Um, Pittsburgh did battle back 14, 14 at half, but it must be a common trend in Pittsburgh football. Another scoreless half, uh, second half for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you got Pitt football putting up 14 points in five games in the second half. And the Steelers, an NFL team with the, you know, arguably the best wide receiver in football, arguably the best number two wide receiver in football, a Hall of Fame quarterback going scoreless in two straight games in the second half. Um, I normally, you know, I never count the Steelers out because I, I live in Pittsburgh. I deal with Yinzers and Steelers fans all the time. They get down so quick on themselves, and they always battle back. But they're in trouble, man. That defense is terrible. They need to figure yeah. something out and figure something out now. Um, Le'Veon Bell announced probably two hours ago that he plans on returning during the bye week of week seven and getting on the field for week eight. This is perfect for him. This line, uh, this is like the stars have aligned. He made his statement by sitting out. They go out and rush for 19 total yards. If he comes back and saves this season, Pittsburgh will have no choice but to basically sit him down at a computer and let him write up his own contract. I mean, it's perfect yep. for Le'Veon Bell. Um, Pittsburgh needs him. They really do because they're going to have to score 50-plus points a game in order to uh, make a run at the playoffs here because their defense is – it's it's very, very bad. Jonathan Bostick's probably their best linebacker. Um, Cody Sensabaugh is their number two corner, and he gets torched nonstop. They're just, they just don't look good. No, I mean, don't forget, that game could have actually been 28 because Flacco missed a wide open, um, who was yes. it, Crabtree? Yeah. I mean, if, if if he wouldn't have led that ball by about two and a half feet, more than he should have that's an that's we're talking 28 14 going yeah crabtree down the sideline on the left sideline i remember yeah. that play that was bad yeah so and real quick uh, we, we we glazed over flacco real quick can i i just want to talk about joe flacco here for a second regardless of whether or not is the is joe flacco an elite level quarterback is joe flacco uh you know even going to be starting by the end of, you know, still be starting by the end of the year. What, you know, what was the purpose in bringing in uh, Lamar Jackson? All of that aside, right? Super Bowl winning quarterback, bleh, whatever. Can my man get a razor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> can, can you shave your neck? If you're Joe Flacco, dude, what was his contract? Like $110 million yeah, or something? That's ridiculous. Shave your neck. That neck. His hairline goes to his neck. His neck wraps around to his beard line. It looks like my man's wearing a burka underneath his helmet. Shave your neck, man. And here's the other thing. One, you got all that money in the bank, so I know you can afford a regular razor. Yeah, Gillette's expensive. Um, shout out Dollar Shave Club. Sponsor us, please. Uh you know, you can afford the expensive razors. You don't even have to do the Dollar Shave Club thing shave your neck and i'm pretty sure the dude's married 
be better for your old lady, man. Take care of yourself. Line that up a little bit. That's horrendous. And you know, having put a football helmet on before, you know that his that hair's snagging in the helmet. It can't be. I mean, just look, man. From a from a no name podcaster to a NF, NFL superstar, take care of yourself. Shave your neck. Now, from a no name podcaster to listeners of said no name podcasters podcast. If you guys are walking around with Joe Flacco neck, shave your neck. You may not have enough people in your life that love you enough to tell you to shave your neck, but I care about you enough to tell you, shave your neck. That's ridiculous. Nobody should walk around looking like Joe Flacco. I'm going to start calling it Flacco neck. I know that nobody's going to understand it, but I'm going to say if I see a dude with Flacco neck, I'm I'm calling it out as Flacco neck. That's all I'm saying about Joe Flacco. Goodness gracious, how, how gross can you be? Anyway. <laughs> average joe joe flacco will never be on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> joe, joe flacco officially never going to be a, a guest on the fistful of cash podcast all right um another one that we hit on the saints minus three seemed like easy money yeah um they covered they won by 15 and drew Brees <laughs> was irrelevant uh alvin kamara went off finally the man gets it going on the ground. 19 carries for 135 yards and three touchdowns. There was no stopping Alvin Kamara in this game. Um, perfect timing, too. You know, right before Mark Ingram's coming back, Alvin Kamara says, hold up, wait a minute. Let's not forget how good I am on the ground, not only out of the backfield receiving. Don't forget me, you know, as an actual rusher. And he torched that Giants, Giants defense. Um Saquon for the Giants, you know, it's really hard for him to get 20 carries because they're always behind, so they're trying to catch up. 10 carries, 44 yards and a touchdown, also caught six for 56. So he had he had a 100-yard game and a touchdown. Saquon Barkley's a beast. Like, there's no doubt about it. But Eli and that defense, very subpar. Um, the Saints went into New York and handled business and uh, – Giants got out to an early lead. I think it was a Sterling Shepard touchdown. New Orleans battled back, took the lead at half, and then just dominated them in the second half. I will say one thing. I love what the Saints are doing with Taysom Hill, their backup quarterback. Um, they ran a fake punt that he uh, that he carried on. They bring him in as like a fullback and do a direct snap to him and let him pass or run. It's awesome. It's exciting. You never know what to expect when he's in the game. Um, keep doing it, Sean Payton. It's working. The Saints are three and one, and even from a bad game from Drew Brees, they dominated and won with ease. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I'm with you. I mean, that, again, not to not to keep beating the same drum, but that's another line that came out, and I looked at that, and I was like, I just don't see how it. They don't. I one, I just don't see how New Orleans doesn't win this game. But you know, minus three, I just I don't see how they don't win it by at least a touchdown or two. And they did exactly that. Touching on your Saquon Barkley point, I mean, if you keep putting up a hundred all-purpose yards in a touchdown a game, do that for a whole season. I mean, my man will literally be able to write a number down on a napkin and slide it across any table in the country and have teams tripping over themselves uh, to pay this man. If he, if, you know, he doesn't need to come out and have 200 yards rushing and two touchdowns, three touchdowns a game. He doesn't need to come out and play like Todd Gurley did last year or whatever. He doesn't need to do that. He just needs to keep doing what he's doing right now and just being capable of showing I can be what you need me to be and put points on the board. And that's it. As long as he keeps doing that, he's going to be, he's going to be fantastic. He's going to have a long, fruitful, uh, financially beneficial career in the league. Um, so, uh, you know, he is, he is absolutely fun to watch this the last, the last win. If you could be tired of winning um, the last win, that we had for the weekend, the Jags over the Jets at minus seven and a half. Again, another line that seems super easy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, we were expecting Leonard Fournette. Um, he played, got hurt again. 
TJ Golden came in, took over, you know, didn't have impressive yards per carry, but got the job done, picked up big first downs. Uh, Blake Bortles, another 375 plus yard passing game. The system that they're running down there is really working in favor of Blake Bortles because, listen, don't get me wrong. I don't think Blake Bortles is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, top 15. Uh, dude, listen. Dude. The system. That top they, 15. Yes, top 15. I do not put him in the top 15 in the NFL. Wow. Okay, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about these other fourteen. As soon as this is done, I will run down fifteen quarterbacks that are better than Blake Bortles. All right, listen, everybody. Whenever you hear this episode, you get to this point, pause it, go to our Instagram page. I'm going to make a graphic of the fourteen quarterbacks that Soup thinks are better than Blake Bortles in the NFL. Now, don't get me wrong. I I think that there's probably at least ten that are better, but fifteen. I mean, all right. Anyway, carry on with your point. The system's working yes. well. The Jags are playing fantastic. The, the defense is the immovable. The defense, you know, shut Sam Darnold down. He was less than 50% completion. Um, wasn't much for him to do. A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey did A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey things. Um, easy cover. Jags bounce back. That Tennessee loss looked bad. But, uh, hey, shout out to Mike Vrabel the best touchdown pass catching linebacker of all time. Good for him. <laughs> I'm so happy to see a guy with, you know, basically zero coaching experience from the Patriots that I have, you know, I have my Mike Vrabel Jersey. Um, so happy to see the Tennessee Titans three and one good on you, man. Keep it going. Um, but the Jags, that Tennessee loss doesn't look as bad now because the Titans, you know, big game this week when they uh, they pulled out the W against the Eagles. Um so yeah, the Jags 3 and 1, easy cover. Um that's that's all I've got, man. That's all I've got as far as wins go. You want do you want me to run through these quarterbacks real quick? No, 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 no. I'm going mean, to it's, you, it's you not going to take long. Me. No, you text them to me and I'll like I said I'll make a graphic and I'll put it up on our Instagram page at Fistful what, kind of, what kind of graphic okay. are we talking about here? Like, are you going to pull stats from these four games? Or are we going to pull stats from like no, three? Listen, okay. First of all, one, first of all, number one, it's yeah, me. Right. All right. You know, you know, one, my, you know that my technological savvy isn't that great. Uh, and two, I don't have the time or effort or energy for that. I'm literally just going to make a text document and put it up. So, you know, just, We'll do it like that because I do want to get into some of this UFC. We we got a huge UFC card. We haven't even touched on it, and I want to. I'm just going to shout through these things in the next gotcha. three minutes, and then we'll save it all for okay. Friday. So just send them right. to me then. All right, real quick, I'm going to do something different. I'm, I'm calling an audible here. Okay, I'm going to do the. I'm going to go over these fight pass cards real quick. The fight pass card fights real quick. I'm going to go through them. Friday, I'm going to release just because I'm feeling froggy feeling oh so froggy we'll go we'll go through some picks on the show great dale that's awesome man i appreciate that from you well here's another thing i'm going to break down the entire prelim and main card and i'm going to post it to our patreon page i'm going to do the whole card i'm going to put my money where my mouth is when it comes to mma handicapping i'm going to put the whole card on the patreon page that's what i'm going to do that's very generous of you it really is. I mean, well, it's not, I mean, I'm not looking for a bat, a, a back pat there. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I feel, I feel like that. Listen, for uh, and any other card, I would say avoid these ones. But one, I'm still salty about the Triple G Canelo weekend. I'm still mad about it. And then I'm more mad about uh, this this last weekend with Bellator. So I feel like I got some ground to make up and I want to do it UFC style. I know a lot of our listeners tune in for our UFC picks and for our UFC coverage. So again, culture of paying it forward, giving it back. I'm going to put the whole card breakdowns, even for the ones that we cover on the show, I'm going to do them all and it's going to be on the Patreon page. Okay. Okay. That's it. I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back for this. All right. Um, 
real quick to shoot through these these first ones on Fight Pass. For those of you that actually care enough to purchase Fight Pass for whatever reason, Ryan LaFlair, Tony Martin. I like LaFlair, wrestle heavy, hands have gotten better. Probably going to win that fight, although Tony Martin's got strong kickboxing. Uh, Ryan LaFlair has struggled against strong kickboxers in the past. As long as LaFlair doesn't get caught early, I think he'll be able to grind that out. He can't fall in love with his boxing, though, which is something he's been doing as of late. He's got to go back to his roots. Nick Lentz, Gray Maynard. Gray Maynard's face is made out of glass. Nick Lentz has looked the best he's looking in a long time. Uh, as far as fighting goes, not physically, not a good-looking dude. I mean, they call him the carny for a reason. He looks like it. Um, Nick Lentz is going to smoke Gray Maynard. Uh, Scott Holtman's Alon Patrick. Uh, Scott Holtzman looks fantastic. Uh, Alon Patrick is no joke, though. This is a fight that really could go either way. It's a, in far, is my, as far as I'm concerned, in my book, this is a pick em fight. It's going to be a matter of game plans. I like Patrick's fr- uh, striking a little bit better, and I think he'll get the W. Lena Landsberg, Yana Kunitskaya. Uh, for those of you who don't know who either one of these chicks are, they're the ones that got absolutely brutalized by Cyborg. So go back through, find Cyborg highlights since she's been in the UFC, and they're the ones. One's the blonde one that got really bloody, and the other one's the black-haired one that got really bloody. Uh, bloody so uh, you know that's how you 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 know what you're working with here it's not going to be pretty both of these ladies are i'm using air quotes here bad radio elite level kickboxers and everybody that they fight that's not an actual elite level kickboxer i like lena landsberg just because yana looked completely gun shy overwhelmed out of her depth no idea what to do in the cage whenever uh, we last saw her so uh, if she doesn't come out and use her range really well, I think Le- Lena Landsberg uh, can actually, uh, you know, actually get this done. So real, that's that's prelim card. Landsberg, Patrick, Lentz, LaFlair. That's fight pass. Um, and I'll do I'll do a more in depth breakdown on all those on the Patreon page on Friday. So that's all I got sports wise. What do you got? Anything else? No, nah, that's it. Just check your phone. I sent you my list. Um... Oh, it's vibrating. Yeah. Don't you worry. It's I know coming it's here. I'm going <laughs> to cut through all of it uh, real quick. Last last couple of things, housekeeping things right here. Shout out uh, Denver. Shout out Dallas, Honolulu, Lake Oswego. Again, Overland Park, Kansas and Kamloops, British Columbia. Shout out to all you guys. Also with our listeners in Brazil, Greece and Kenya. Shout out to all you guys. Appreciate all the new listens. Got a couple of new Patreon subscribers today. Uh, shout out Nick and shout out Eric. Appreciate you guys. And as far as I'm concerned, that's all I've got for this episode of Tuesday Touchback. It was great having an awesome winning weekend. I'm glad those of you that rode along with us got to share in some of that. Um, always, you know, if you bet our picks in one, Tag us in a post or two, man. I want to see them. I want to see them slips. I'm excited about it. I, I'm. We're doing this to help everybody. On top of like you know, in full disclosure, helping ourselves a little bit, but we also want to help other people. So, uh, if you got winning slips, man, put them things up on Instagram or send it to in an email. If you don't want your grandma to know you bet, uh, you know, send it to us. We want to see it. So, that's about all I got, Soup. Yeah, uh, I got one thing. Um... I'm going to give a shout out to my wife here. So we listen, Uh-oh. you joined it. We got into a survivor poll with 5,000 people. Um, 15 bucks an entry set 75 grand, right? We're down to 200 people. Um, I think out of the 20 something entries between myself, you, a couple friends some family members, she's the only one still left um, four weeks in and we're down to 200 people out of the five grand that originally started um, it's amazing, man. It just goes to show you the little, you know, the less you know about football, the better chance you have of surviving, or surviving these survivor polls. Um, so hopefully she can, uh, bring it home and we can get that $70,000. That'd be real nice, huh? Yeah, that'd be real nice. I mean, you could wet that, you could wet that right. beak a little bit. Yeah. yeah I mean, we'll I'm just saying that. you could wet that beak a little bit. 
uh, real quick, for those of you who don't know what wetting the beak is, talking about glossary terms, wetting the beak is just, you know, helping out financially people that helped you out. So whenever we tell you guys wet the beak a little bit, or you tell somebody to wet the beak a little bit, that's what you're talking about. Um, all right, man, we're at 50 minutes. That's it. I don't want to go any, I don't want to go any longer than this because we, we you know, that's longer than most people's average right. commute. So going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. It was a pleasure talking to you guys again. I will see everybody on Friday. We've got uh, Khabib versus Connor this weekend. It's going to be an absolutely massive show. There's lots of stuff in the works. Talk to you guys then. Be safe. Be well. As always, guys, clear eyes, full fist. Can't lose. Can't lose. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL.